Welcome to the Cosmic Co Show. This is your modern guide to the universe. I am your host, Betty, and together we are going to learn how to live our best lives through astrology, human design, quantum physics, manifestation, working with higher dimensional beings and extraterrestrials, and so much more. On this podcast, we speak to guests from all of these different verticals to understand what their journeys have been like. And together, we are going to learn really how to take elements of all of these areas so that we can come back to ourselves, find self-love and create a better connection to the divine source. That is the aim here. And we're going to have fun while we do it. We're going to wear glitter, although you don't have to. I'm definitely going to. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We are joined today by a very exciting guest, Ashley Aurora, who is a pop star turned astrologist turned spiritual life coach. And I'm so excited to have you here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you today, baby. Let's get into it. How are you? I am fucking fantastic. How are you? I'm fucking fantastic as well. We got that in common. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! And I, I reckon, let's let's start. Let's start with the big ones. Tell us a little bit about you. Like, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Like, let's start right at the beginning. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> Do it. All right. So I, um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, very much plain kind of white bread suburban life um but i mean that was the area around me i wouldn't say that my life was exactly like that i definitely did not have a simple life growing up i did not have a simple childhood and um that's kind of what led me to where i'm at now because i would say i was always first of all i was always the weird kid i always stood out in every way possible i was seeing auras as a little kid i was like having predictive dreams where people died and they would die the next day. Like I could do Reiki or like knowing what it was, all this kind of stuff. So I was like born a witch kind of literally. Um, And also I kind of had a different upbringing from a lot of the kids around me. I was raised by a single mom. She was an immigrant. So I was first generation born here. I had no siblings and um, I kind of led a life that was more I, I would say isolated like I did go to school and I, I did see like the other kids in school but I felt like I wasn't really doing many of the things that a lot of normal kids did I mm-hmm. I was in like classes and I had like extracurriculars but I feel like my upbringing overall was a little bit different and it led me to be treated differently kind of growing up and that sort of set me on the trajectory of where I am now because on one hand I was getting gassed up for my talents. I was that kid that was very smart. Like I didn't really have to try in school. Uh, The teachers would gas me up for that. I was, I always loved performing. I've always loved singing, acting, dancing, fashion, aesthetics, all that stuff. And I got, got gassed up for that too. You know, I would get the solos in choir. I would get the best parts in the school plays. That sort of thing, I was on point. Mm -hmm. I was getting told, like, I was getting all this good feedback for what I could do. But in my everyday life, I felt like I was very much outcasted, 
bullied a lot, very much told like, everything's wrong with you. You suck. <laughs> you are just a terrible human being just for existing. No one ever really had my back. Mm -hmm. And I was that kid that I kind of got in trouble when I would stand up for myself. So that would kind of set me along an interesting trajectory for the rest of my life. Now, I started college at 14 wow. because part of me was like, I can. I, you know, I I couldn't wait to be on my own and seeing what would happen when I got to kind of go out and be on an adventure and kind of get away from that sheltered upbringing that I had. And it was fun. It was exciting. I got to go on a lot of adventures. I got to kind of create my own social life and do things in my own way. Um, but I would say I also got sidetracked in a lot of ways. And it was very much that point on you know, your, your hero's journey or your spiritual hero's journey where you start to get distracted and pulled astray, which makes the plot a little bit more interesting, right? I like to think of my life as kind of like a movie. And this is the part where it's like, oh, it looks like everything's going to go great. Oh, she's she's going to college and early and she's getting everything ready. And, and look at her. She's so ahead of the curve. What is she going to do? She can do anything. But what she decides to do is to go hang out with a bunch of people who treat her like shit and get lost in the party lifestyle and get very much caught up in that to where I was having fun in a way, but I was losing sight of what I was originally on track to do with my life. And uh, this was in Orange County. I went to college in, so first actually I spent like a couple years in Virginia. They had like a, they had schools that would do like an early college program there for kids that were underage. So I did that. And then after that, I went, I decided I want to go somewhere uh, like different. So I wanted to go to California. I went to Orange County. I went to Chapman for the rest of my university. And that was really fun in a lot of ways. But uh, I definitely got sidetracked and pulled into a lot of craziness, again, associated with some people that did not have my best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And I... Over time, I was kind of getting tired of school. And then when I was done with school, I said, I want to pursue a creative career. I don't want to become a lawyer, which is what my mom wanted me to do. I didn't want to have a traditional career path at all. I was like, I want to pursue a career in music and in fashion and something that kind of combines all these different things I'm interested in, right? Mm -hmm. So I started making friends in LA. And in LA, uh, I gradually started spending more and more time there. And I eventually moved from Orange County to LA. And in LA was where I really got to mingle with people in the industry and start to create some of my own music. And that part was really fun. And it was really interesting. I got to I also had like a life as a fashion influencer or whatever. I did a lot of brand deals and I started getting invited to all these events and traveling and meeting these people and doing stuff that seemed so glamorous and whatnot. Um, I was going to an amazing studio to work on my music. I had a manager and I had all these things happening in that field. But that's why on the outside, it looked like I was having the time of my life. Like, mm -hmm. again, oh, she's living her dreams and like she's killing it. She's just out there on her own, no help, and she's beasting it. But, well, mm -hmm. not really. Like, that's one thing that I realized I'm very good at doing because I'm an aesthetically bound kind of person is I have a tendency to make things seem better than they are. So right. on the outside, it looked like the time of my life. But really, I was, again, I was surrounding myself with a lot of people that were anywhere from just rude and dismissive to straight up abusive. Like, I was in abusive 
relationships, friendships, business partnerships. I put up with a lot of shit from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And looking back, it's kind of, I, I was realizing like, why does this keep happening to me? And I realized, well, maybe this is what, what I think I deserve, or this is what I think is available for me because my early childhood experiences were just all people hating on me for no reason. Kids, adults coming down on me just for existing, just mm -hmm. for the way I looked, just for the way I st stood. Like I would try to make silly jokes and be a kid and everyone would shut me down and say that I was annoying. Nobody likes you. You're too much. You're like, you know, so I kind of got this thing of like, well, this is just what is normal. And it took some time for me to realize that a, that's not normal. And B, it's not okay just because I'm living this life that seems like it's so exciting. I'm in Hollywood and I'm making friends with these celebrities and I, you know, doing all these things that look cool. Mm -hmm. But like, was I really happy? No, I was, I was miserable and I was very much dissociating um, to kind of get my, get through my day. And it sort of reached a breaking point where I realized I can't keep living like this. I am not present for my life and I don't want to be. And I know that, that like, I can't keep, I just can't keep going on like this. So I hit a breaking point and this was like a little, like around a year ago. And I decided to begin my journey in detoxing from all of the mind fuckery and all of the absolute nonsense and fucked up shit that was going on. And I, did something that I never thought I would do, which was I decided to move back in with my family for a bit with my mom in Chicago, which for me, aesthetics obsessed, image obsessed. <laughs> oh my God, you left LA to move in with your family. What are people gonna say about you? They're gonna say you failed. And I'm like, well, actually, I, I feel like I'm doing better now. And I was maybe failing <laughs> at my life before that because now I'm in a place where I can breathe. And ever since I came back, I've really been in this process and this journey of just breathing and reintegrating and finding ways to fall back in love with myself and get in touch with these parts of me that had kind of split off and um, see what they had to say. And grow and let them back in and take what I've learned on my journey to help others along the way because plenty of people out there have experienced these kinds of dynamics. Maybe they didn't have the glamorous lifestyle that I kind of experienced and all the, the more exaggerated editions of things, but people have definitely experienced a lot of these similar hardships and I want to help them. You know, this world is hurting and I don't want everything I've been through to be for nothing. So I would like to help transmute this sort of energy. And I think that's why I went through all that I went through was that was my, that was my character arc. You know, I didn't come here for life on easy mode. I came here to learn some tough shit and then to help other people along their path so that they maybe don't have to go through it the way I did. Yeah, wow, what a goddamn story. Like, that's <laughs> wild. And and it started so young for you, like, really being put out into the world, didn't it? Like, going to college that early and really just going through all that. And just a side note, when, when you were going through all of this, was there anybody around you or did you connect with, like, anything on the other side like spirit guides that helped you feel what love feels like was there any semblance of that around you i would say that's an interesting question because in the physical realm i would say that there were definitely 
some people that came into my life that were most definitely sent by my guides. There were situations that I've been in that were like life or death situations and where things could have gone really, really poorly. Yeah. I've had quite a few brushes with death (laughs) throughout my life. Um, but there's been situations like that or situations where, you know, if somebody hadn't appeared in the way that they did, I, my life kind of would have been over. And Mm -hmm. I definitely would say that I would attribute that to my guides because I always got this sense that everything in my life was very faded. A lot of the people that I met that ended up activating, you know, being the catalyst for the next adventure, for the next plot point, I would always meet them on certain dates that were specific to me, that had a specific meaning to me. So it was obvious. It always felt to me and I would always see the same numbers pop up and things would happen on the same dates and I would notice certain cycles. So even when I was in the thick of all the fuckery, I had this sense that it was almost kind of destined in a way. And that's kind of why I feel like in a way I put up with things for as long as I did, because I kind of felt like, well, this is part of a story. I'm very much like I do look at life in a very as as a narrative as a greater narrative i think that we all come here with the intention to play out certain roles and i think i came here to play out some very interesting ones that maybe are not for the faint of heart and i and i see looking back all the little easter eggs that were laid out there for me showing that yeah this might have been some real fucked up shit that you were going through but maybe it was all part of your greater plan like, I don't know. Uh, I know that you're into astrology. I don't know if you're into um, draconic astrology, um, but I looked at my chart. So, oh my gosh. So the draconic chart, for those who don't know, so you have a birth chart right. that you're born with. And the draconic way of calculating a chart is it sets your node, it sets your north node at zero degrees Aries. And that can, that configures the basis of the rest of your chart. They say that this, uh, the draconic chart is actually the chart of your soul. So that's you before, like your birth chart is the chart of this incarnation. Mm. The draconic chart is the chart of your soul. And I looked at my draconic chart and I'm very adventurous. There's a lot of Aries, there's a lot of Sagittarius, and uh, I actually have a, some interesting Pisces placements in it too, which is very much that beginning and end kind of energy. Yeah. And very much like, I want to go on an adventure. I want to see some fucked up shit. Like, give it to me. I can handle it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to transmute it and return it to the collective. So yeah. looking at that really helped me also understand why some of things ha- some of these things happen the way that they did. Holy shit. Well, A, I need to go and, and, and do that. As soon as anyone says Dracos at the moment, I'm a bit triggered because I'm dealing with some issues with Dracos at the moment. Like on a separate level, I need to do a <laughs> podcast about. There's been some fuckery, like some deep fuckery. So as soon as anyone says it, I'm a bit like, think about the light, the light. It doesn't mean what, it doesn't mean the same thing. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, but that's that's funny. So, yeah, that's that's an invitation maybe to dive into that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'll definitely look at that. It's really interesting. And um, I was going to say as well, like when when you were going through all of this, were there any points like because it, obviously it sounds so powerful and the stories that you're telling as well, you're dealing like with things that a lot of people probably wouldn't deal with in several lifetimes. Did you call upon the, you know, your innate talents for magic and spirituality and your guides to help you through that and deal with the shadow? And if so, what did that look like? 
I definitely did that in ways that were both conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. And I definitely attribute that to how I got through it all with my sanity more or less intact. Because, yeah, the things that I've experienced in this lifetime alone, statistically, especially to the extent that I have, if you look at the stats, a lot of people don't survive it or they turn to violence or God knows what have you. There's so many other options that don't end up where I am now. Mm. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. And I attribute that to the power of magic. And that's why I'm so passionate about people tapping into their magic, their inner power. That is that, that piece of God mm. that we're all born with. Yes. And that we are so taught to distance ourselves from in this life that to, to even think they're even anything like God is blasphemy and you're just a weak little human and this is your limits and this yeah. is all you can do. And that's the biggest fucking lie that we're sold, buddy. It's so bad because yeah. this is exactly the thing that I, this is the one thing that kept me going. Like when I was in the deepest throes of it, when I was just surrounded by snakes and sharks and people that were just draining my energy narcissists energy vampires like people that gave me no room to breathe very controlling very degrading situations i would go within myself and again i always had this spiritual side to me again i was i had all kinds of abilities i suppose when i was younger so i was predisposed to it in a way so that did make it a bit easier and everybody has these abilities it's not like i'm some special star child and i'm better than everyone we all have these abilities um, but I suppose for me, it was a bit easier to tap into it just because I had been familiar with it from before. So I would kind of just go very deeply inward whenever I had time alone, which wasn't often, but I would kind of go inward and I would meditate and I would really just go as deep as I could and call upon my spirit family. And I always got the sense that they were there and I kind of got the sense that they would keep their distance. And I wasn't sure why, mm. but I knew that they were there. And almost looking back, it seems like they did keep a bit of a distance because I feel like I, this is not my first time around the block. Mm. Like I am an experienced soul. So they're like, you know what? You got this. We're not going to hold your hand, <laughs> but we're here, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of that thing where I would be really troubled about something and it seemed like everything was just going to shit. And I would say, universe, like send me a purple butterfly if... I should keep going and not snap. <laughs> and yeah. then two seconds later, somewhere I would see, a, like I would be scrolling on TikTok and like the next video would have a purple butterfly in it. And I'm like, okay, like I would have these kinds of things a lot. And this is how I would talk to my spirit guides was a lot through um, either through like scrolling on posts and asking to see certain signs in a post or asking to see certain numbers or asking for people to say a certain thing. And I would always get that confirmation. So um, yeah. that just gave me that knowledge that, hey, you're not alone. You're just kind of being tested. You're being asked to do this on hard mode because you can do it, but you're not alone. I love it. I'm getting such like a, a galactic background from you as well, like multiple galactic lifetimes. Like what's that about? Yeah. You know, I, I really always got the sense that I had a lot of experiences everywhere, not just on earth. And I don't have as much recollection of that as I would like. And that's actually something I want to dive into more now that I'm out of that survival mode, right? Yeah. Because I was so focused on just getting through the bullshit. But now I'm like, all right, 
I have a little bit more time. I'm centered. Like right now, I actually have a, at least a month that I'm just really taking off from any work obligations. And I'm just really focusing on going inward, being in nature and meditating really deeply and seeing what comes to me. And I really want to dive into that because like, yeah, I know I've been around and I've, I've done a lot of things. And I think that for those of us that have, it's really important to integrate these gifts that we have that we might not be aware of fully. Yeah. And we can't really wield those gifts until we're aware of what they are, right? hundred percent. Cause my, my guides are like, tell her that she was blue. Whatever that means, you were blue at some point, <laughs> like seeing all of this blue light. Yeah, it's really like very You're blue. Yeah, like I love that. Yeah, like very blue, very intellectual. Um, I think that's been something that's been with you in several lifetimes, like the gift of intellect and learning very quickly, and with tech as well. Yeah, yeah. so cool. I definitely resonate with that. Yeah, I was. Definitely. I actually, the reason that my mom had her spiritual awakening was because I was such a freak of nature as a child. I was born with my eyes wide open. I didn't cry. I taught myself to read at the age of two. I was just one of these like freak, like, <laughs> like, how does she do it? How does she predict all these things? How is she doing all this stuff on her own? My mom was like, you knew what all these words meant. And I didn't have to teach them to you. And I was not surrounded by people growing up. I was really kind of sheltered. So a lot of these things obviously came from somewhere else. It's not like somebody taught me about all these words and all these things. So that's when like growing up, I was going to church. But over time, my mom started to take an interest more in, in spirituality and into what really lies beyond what we in our culture are told is the limitations of our spirit. Mm -hmm. So and a lot of that did come from the fact that I clearly had all this knowledge that could not be explained <laughs> I love that. just, that's crazy like you just start teaching yourself it too I'm like I, I still can't read properly <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love it hey, so I can't sometimes either you know it comes and goes <laughs> um how did your mom like react to you like growing up as well like how how, how was she witnessed and responded to you and your growth you know, that's a that's a very intricate question. <laughs> um, she yeah. I mean, I, I want to preface this with I love my mom. Mm -hmm. She has always done the best that she could with what she had. Um, very hardworking woman. She actually grew up in communist Bulgaria wow. when it was part of the USSR. And when she was my age, the age that I am now, in her 20s, she was not having just the time of her life out with her friends and frolicking. She was actually plotting on how she could leave the country. Wow. Uh, and back then, it was very difficult to get out. You know, you had to deal with what KGB, like whoever it was, was going to come after you if you uh, stepped out of line. So she had to act as if she was part of the Communist Party in order to gain these permissions and like gain their trust leaving and coming back to be wow. able to get permission eventually. And this took years to come to America because her plan was, I want to have a family. I want to have my own family, but I don't want to have a child here. I don't want them to be born in these conditions. So I want to go to America. So that's what she did. And she had to sacrifice so much of 
what we take for granted here now in the States mm -hmm. um, in order to be able to do that. And that's why I, you know, I have such a reference reverence for her because she really had to grow up in a lot of ways in very differently from anything that you or I know. Mm -hmm. And she always had this longer term thing in mind of how she wanted to help the future generation. So although she maybe didn't know what she didn't know the term cycle breaker, she was being a cycle breaker in her own way. And I think that's so beautiful. And, I, and I'm honored to be part of that lineage. Yeah. Um, so when she arrived here in the States, she had me, I think, I don't know, five years, five years after that, yeah. Um, I, I appeared on the scene and she was she ended up having to raise me by herself. Mm. Um, my father decided that he wanted to go back to Bulgaria because he was scared. He just didn't want to deal with it. So, right. uh, yeah, that that definitely set the precedent for certain themes in my life. And so he left and my mom raised me by herself and she was very much, again, very hardworking and very much, I think, wanted to prove that she could do a lot of things on her own. So maybe there were some resources that I could have had access to that she was like, no, I got this. Like, I don't need all this outside help. I'm going to do it on my own, which was very admirable. Um, and she ended up getting me into amazing private schools and doing these things that it really was a shock that somebody, you know, who's new to the country and didn't have any outside support. She didn't have any support from her family back in Bulgaria. None of that, like how she was able to afford to be able to get me first financially into all these different programs. I was in these great schools and I was in all these different classes and activities because she wanted me to be able to explore my talents. You know, she could tell that I was this multifaceted individual. So I'm glad I was able to do that. Um, but growing up the way I did was hard. She, because of the fact that she didn't really have a lot of help, she would get stressed out and she didn't always know how to regulate her emotions. Mm. So I was the person that took the brunt of that, you know? Oh, yeah. um, so I kind of learned early on in life, both through school and through home is that you're a burden. <laughs> you're mm. annoying. Everything's your fault. Like, why do you even exist? And mm. it was very much this very interesting uh, dichotomy between that and being praised for all these talents that I had. So it kind of led me to be in that situation that I was in in LA where I was working on my building my talents and using my talents, but I was also being very much mistreated by those around me. So looking back, I definitely see where it was difficult um, with how my mom, I mean, she was really doing the best that she could. She was, and I'm not intending to talk down on her in any mm -hmm. way, but I also, it would be a disservice to myself not to acknowledge the way in which I was affected by her emotional immaturity growing up. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. And obviously, like, thanks for your honesty and vulnerability and sharing that. It's never easy. And I think that what's really interesting is how grounded you are and like you know like when you you always bring it back to that center have you noticed that about yourself how centered you are I thank you because first of all that's something I've really had to work on I am the opposite of earthy and grounded naturally so if that's what you're getting then I'm doing a good job <laughs> yes yes you are I can't click but if I could it'd be like that <laughs> Um, speaking of earth and air, what are your big 
three and do you relate to them? Yes. So I'm a Libra sun, Sag moon, Leo rising, and I was born at night. So I'm a night chart, which means that I'm a little bit more like my moon than my sun, which I would totally agree with all of that. I'm definitely a Libra, but I feel more like a Sagittarius with Libra qualities. And then I got that Leo rising. I'm also Leo Mars. So that's why I'm so loud and obnoxious and bright. So yes, lots of air and fire. And I also have a lot of Scorpio in my chart, which is not present in my big three. So you wouldn't know it when you first meet me, but I got those hidden depths. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think like it's, um, you're just shining like a star. That's what that is. That fire and air, an actual star in the sky. Also a Libra sun. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Are you September or October? Libra? I'm October, October the 5th. How about you? I'm I'm 10 10 10 10 yeah oh gosh getting them all in there and um when you said you've got Scorpio in your chart as well where does Scorpio appear for you so I've got my Mercury Venus North Node Jupiter and Pluto all in Scorpio so I got those hidden depths baby <laughs> Christ, we have so much in common. My south node is Scorpio, so I got to move away from it. But my Venus is also in Scorpio. Oh, I love. I feel like Venus in Scorpio gets a bad rap because it's 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 detriment, quote unquote. But I think it's such a beautiful placement, and I think it's so sexy. Honestly, Venus in Scorpio is hot when it's evolved. When it's, when it's evolved. evolved. Yeah, when it's not evolved, you're fucking psycho like I've been in some relationships where I'm like, don't leave me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like unevolved, you want to devour the other person, literally. <laughs> I will become you. Where do you begin and I end? Yeah, that's like when it's really bad. <laughs> no, for real. And it's so interesting because I I've never actually been that person, but I've attracted people that are that to me. So it's interesting how that placement always plays, plays out either way. I've never been that person, but man, have people wanted to control and devour and own me, girl. <laughs> yeah, God. And like, did you see that, like when you saw it all around you and then you said like a year ago, like enough's enough. Was that just more driven by the professional side of it or the personal side of it, or did it inter interweave? It was everything. Honestly, Betty, I was on mushrooms at EDC Fuck in yeah. Las Vegas, okay. and I was very much – I was taking the medicine, yes. and the medicine always gives me what I need in that moment. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, I was – I remember I was looking up into the sky. I had lost my group, and – I was like, they're not even going to try to come find me. These people don't give a fuck about me. Mm. And the message I got back was, you're right. They don't give a fuck about you. You need to get out of here. You deserve better. The, your life is going nowhere. It might look like it's going somewhere. I was actually like about to sign this deal with my music and Whoa. start working on some further in terms of that. Um, but the people that I was signing with did not have my best interests in mind. So I was... I guess you could say about to sell my soul to the devil. Oh <laughs> so this was the universe telling me not to do it. And to as unglamorous and as backwards as it might've felt to get away and to take a step back and to recenter because I was headed down a path 
where there would be no way out. Like I was about to cross that event horizon where I was going to get sucked into something that would no longer be me. And mm. I wasn't going to let myself get to that. I wonder as well if there was like sub clauses of clauses in that contract, which like even had some like Illuminati kind of fucking LA Hollywood shit going down. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) oh man, it's just that, that industry is so interesting because with creative people and, and you see this happen so often throughout the music history. Look at Elvis, look at Britney Spears, look at people like Freddie Mercury, Mm. You see so many of the legends, look at Mariah Carey, all of these amazing talents who in different ways, because they're creative souls, they're so sensitive and they're so kind of pure hearted. I feel like people who are very creative have this pureness about them. And I realized this was an issue that I had where I'm like, well, I would never want to take advantage of someone. I have this, I just want to do good in the world. I just want to perform. And that makes you the perfect magnet for these very cynical people who are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, who see you as an asset, as a number, as a thing that they can exploit, and they don't care what happens to you. Mm -mm. Artists now a lot of times are worth more dead than they're alive. And it's a scary thought. Yeah, I mean, thank fuck you left. But do you do you miss the creation of music or do you still do that on the side or have you completely just vetoed it for now while you focus on healing? Man, you know, music is always going to be a part of my life, Betty. It's so, so integral to who I am. Good. And these days I haven't been recording because I've been I've been doing my certification. I've been taking some other courses. I've been really spending a lot of time on doing more of that kind of work. Mm-hmm. But every, every now and then I'll get ideas for a song I want to do when the time comes to kind of shift gears more back into that creative uh, wellspring because – I'm actually planning on relocating. I am planning on moving to Austin, Texas, which is kind of becoming this spiritual hub. Yep. And I'm so excited to find myself there. And wow. when I do get myself relocated there, my plan is to like get situated, set my place up real nice, start to lay down my roots there and get get into the music community there as well as the spiritual community and I'm going to see where there's that intertwining of the two yeah because I'm always going to make music I just don't want to do it in that Hollywood way and there's mm-hmm. even people who are and this isn't even a talk down on the whole industry there's people who I believe it is their dharma really to live out that whole lifespan of being in that industry even if they do have to endure some craziness so and if that's what they're doing then good for them but for me personally I just feel like I want to be in a space that kind of feels a little bit more of a merging of the creativity, the music, the fashion with something that's a little bit more conscious. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm aiming to find when I move. And that's definitely going to be, I'm going to be making all kinds of music. I'm not going to be tied down to a label so I can make whatever kind of songs I want. I'm a manifesting generator. I want to do everything. So (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you off, you guys often do. I'm so jealous of manifesting generators. I'm just a man of not just a, I'm a manifester. So I'm like, I keep acting like I'm a generator with that. And I'm just so jealous. I'm like, I know you're supposed to accept who the fuck you are in your design, but I'm like, I love to do that, you know? But, but the thing about human design is everyone envies everyone else because I envy manifestors. I'm like, I just want to be able to say, this is what it's going to be. Let there be light. And so there is. But for me, 
I'm like, well, I want to do the thing, but I can't really start it. I kind of have to make someone else think it's their idea and I have to respond to it or I have to like, it's a whole different dynamic for us. So trust me, you guys have some advantages too. But I will say one thing I love about being a generator type is I have so much energy, so much so much energy <laughs> yeah and that's yeah you're right everyone's always jealous of everyone else and it's definitely like yeah we all have our benefits and I was gonna say as well there's some really interesting people that are doing beautiful things in music that bring you know like the affirmations in oh who have I been listening to she's called Tony Tony something oh her music is amazing and so I've just been listening to all of that kind of like beautiful spiritual music but it's still cool like there's rap in there and you know like because some of it's a bit too floaty for me you know it's a bit folksy Mm -hmm, exactly and that's really what I want to get into is that kind of intersection of the spiritual ethereal vibes the affirmations but like I love that I love that more, I guess you could call it more 3D sound. I love the hip hop. I love the pop. I love the EDM. And I love whenever someone's able to marry the two in a way where it feels resonant. It doesn't feel like a gimmick. It doesn't feel like, oh, manifestation's trending right now. So let me make a song about it. Like you can tell it's really kind of like coming from this blended, integrated place. Yeah. And that's the kind of music that I'm all about right now. So yeah, I'm definitely getting more into that sort of genre and thinking of how I want to contribute to that genre myself. Fuck yeah. Well, side note, we're writing a musical on astrology with drag queens. Um, so if you ever fancy like getting involved, let me know. <laughs> Girl, I'm I'm there. Like you might as well put my name on that list and sign for me. Like I'm there. <laughs> so fun. I've got no background in music at all, but I'm just trying and I was like I reckon Ash might be interested in that that could be fun oh yeah I'm all about it I this is going to be a magical unicorn spectacular creation and I am so here for it oh look at the papa <laughs> Hello. it's like it was destined for us Hello. my friend bought this for me the other day we kind of match, right? We all, the three of us, we kind of look alike. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. She must be a Libra as well. Um, great. Oh, Getting... <laughs> Come on, that's, that's obvious. 100%. Um, so we've covered music. What else? So tell me, I would love to learn all about your learning this year, like the courses you've been doing. How have you been enjoying them? What were they? And how did you decide to do them? Oh my gosh, I would love to talk about it. So the main thing that has really been the catalyst for all this has been Dharma Coaching Institute, which is founded by Sahara Rose and uh, Nita Bushan, I believe is her last name, and Ajit Nawalka. Those are the three co-founders of oh. Dharma Coaching Institute, and they're all such superstars. And I'm so grateful that this coaching certification came into my line of sight because I when I decided to kind of reset my life and step back from the LA life that I had before, I knew I wanted to do something different. I knew I wanted to do something spiritual, something conscious. I knew I wanted to turn my pain into purpose. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I remember growing up that some people would say that I would make a good motivational speaker or some kind of a coach. And I said, okay, like, let me dive back into this, into this, uh, iteration of me mm -hmm. and for I made a new Instagram account 
uh, my old one, which I had to abandon, I had like 200K followers at the time, but I was like, nope, this is, I'm archiving this. Like I am not posting from here anymore. I need to start fresh. Wow. So that's what I did. I started my current account, which is Ash Transcends. And I just started posting some thoughts and memes and pictures and edits and videos about where I was at in my healing journey and hoping to reach out to other people that were interested in, in the same topics and that were at a similar place in their path. And not too long after I started this account, maybe half a month in, I got an ad on Instagram for the Dharma Coaching Institute. And now at this point, I had seen other coaching certification programs and I thought it would be, okay, cool. Like, let's become a coach. This sounds like a good path. Like I could really help people um, in this way. Yeah. But the other certification programs didn't really speak to me. They weren't really speaking my language. I guess I wasn't the ideal avatar that maybe that they were going for. But when I got this ad for DCI, I opened it and instantly I was pulled in. It was like, we're going to be the leaders of the new paradigm. And if you feel like the old world is not for you and you want to usher in this new land and help other souls awaken to their purpose and find fulfillment, I'm like, yes, let's fucking go. Yeah. So I was all about it. You know, I loved how um, Sahara, the the founder, uh, the main, I guess, I think it was originally her idea of, mm. of DCI. She brought it to you, but Sahara, she was definitely on the younger side. I think, I mean, she's been coaching for over a decade now and she's in her early 30s. So she's definitely young. And that made me feel good because when I decided I was going to set down this path, I'm like, okay, who who, are, who do I look up to? Like Deepak Chopra, he's like in his 70s. Like, am I even old enough? I haven't even had my Saturn return yet. How is anyone going to take me seriously? Right. So seeing her in that position, being the age that she was, was affirming to me as well. And then I decided to go look at when the program would be taking place. And it actually started, the start date was October 10th, which is my birthday. So I was like, well, okay, then that's a no fucking break like we're in so i just got on a discovery call with them the next day and you know asked them a few questions like i'm new to coaching is this right for me kind of because i i knew that i wanted to you know i knew i was a quick learner but i wasn't sure if i was ready for something of this caliber it seemed like there was a lot of material and it was very intensive um but they were like yeah if, if you're ready to really step into your role as a coach then this is for you and i'm like fuck it i'm ready i got nothing to lose i'm ready to go let's send it so that's what we did we signed up and i i it was a 6 month certification and it was so beautiful i would say just the community alone was worth the investment wow obviously so much great great stuff was learned i learned so many ways to help people. I've, I've learned the foundations of coaching. I've learned some more advanced stuff. I've learned different modalities. I've been able to hone all of these things and really get a lot of practice hours. And I've coached a lot of people. And, you know, because of that, I've already had, you know, quite a few real quote unquote, you know, clients outside of the certification hours. Um, but the community alone is just, wow. Like I am, there were so many people, I would think maybe like around 300 something people. And we were all so like minded, I have to say, hats off to the copywriters, I you know, whoever all was responsible, responsible for putting together the copy for this program, they really called in the 
their people because yeah. everybody else there was so like-minded all about the big picture all very visionary souls very visionary and very much wanting to raise the vibration of the planet and and turn pain into power and this was such a common theme that I was lacking in my life. You know, I was surrounded by people that wanted to be successful, but what did that mean? Being, you know, having the most streams on Spotify, making the most money, you know, being the most famous, winning whatever award, but like, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, that's kind of where their goals stopped. They didn't have any goals of how they wanted to help the world. So I wanted to be around people that wanted success for themselves in a material sense, as well as using that to help others, because I want to spread the wealth. And that was very much a theme of the classmates uh, in my cohort at DCI. So I'm really grateful for that experience. Uh, Yeah. And I've been, I've been working with some other people uh, with some different stuff there. Actually, Stephanie, her name is Stephanie Kroll. She is a TA at DCI and she and I connected and she has her own inner child healing course, which I've been doing, which is really great. And uh, there is, wow, that was, it's been really beautiful. And there's another amazing iconic witch uh her name is Captolia who I found through Instagram and you know Cap yeah she's amazing and she has a branding I believe it's going to be a 12-week program as well uh called Witch and Famous that I'm a part of and I really love it because this is all about nailing your brand identity getting into your archetypes as well as in later weeks that we haven't gotten to yet some of the more practical stuff about like getting yourself out to the press and building your email list and stuff like that, which I I feel like I'm getting a very comprehensive education from some really fucking iconic, amazing people. (laughs) Yeah. And you're getting it from all sides, aren't you? You're getting like all the coaching skills and then like all the branding and marketing skills that you need to then get yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's I'm really grateful that I'm in a space where I can do all of these things because yeah, it's, it's really all coming together and I'm, I'm seeing things take shape, take form, you know, it's not, we're not in the void anymore. (laughs) Not in the void. When did you start to feel that you were coming out of the void? Um, I would say probably around the point that in DCI, when we got into the business section, that's another thing I'm really grateful about in this program is they teach us so much of the actual coaching skills, Mm -hmm. but then there's also, it's like a two months of it is dedicated just to the business. So it's a very robust business education. And I really started to feel like, all right, this is where I can take all that I've learned and actually start applying it. Like this isn't all just concepts floating around in my mind. I actually can start to lay down the groundwork and like, this is how, here are some proven ways that here's how we can start getting clients. Like here's how to deal with this. Here's how to set up that, you know, practical admin kind of stuff that is definitely not my forte, but I've been given templates and and kind of ways to work through these things so I can feel confident in my ability to actually do them. Oh, so good. What was your favorite coaching skill that you learned that you're so excited or that you've been loving working with people on? Um, I, I really, one thing that I loved about DCI is that it, the, the, the curriculum made it very clear that there's not one way to be a coach Mm. and different people have different styles. And I would say that my style is a mix between very intuitive and very transformative. Mm. And, um, it, it was very affirming to hear that not all coaching 
has to be like, I guess in my mind, I had this image that in order to be a coach, you have to be this very like, almost like nurturing, like mama bear type where it's like, yes, yeah, I see. Let's go deeper. And I'm like, I actually love that style because it's very in contrast from me. I, I love being held by those types of coaches. But for mm -hmm. me, I realized my style, first of all, is very intuitive. Like I will just get downloads out of nowhere and I will know what the client is thinking. You know, I recently had a client where I randomly out of nowhere decided to start our session with a Fleetwood Mac song. And she went on to tell me, oh, my God, this is my favorite song. Like, how did you know to wow. pick this one? <laughs> I don't know. I was even going to pick another song originally, but I ended up something told me to pick that one song that I chose. And that's the one that ended up being her favorite. So just that sort of thing is very much a part of my coaching style. And I'm also very much when I'm working with clients, I, I hold space, but I'm very much like, I like to be a catalyst and I like to bring that fire in yeah. and be like, what are we going to do next? How can we expand? How can we grow? So for me, it was so affirming to know that I don't need to change that you know, that's maybe that more masculine energy. And I do have a lot of masculine energy in my chart. If you talk about air and uh, air and fire, those are the masculine elements. So that's mm -hmm. my big three is all masculine. So after going through this education, I didn't feel so self-conscious about that anymore. Yeah. Do you find as well, like that you're thinking now you're coming out on the other side, as you said, of the void and growing and expanding into this new version of your life. Do you ha have dreams for way what you'd like to see for yourself personally and professionally? Oh my gosh. All of the things, Betty, all of the things. Um, <laughs> I just really want to create a life for myself. And I was actually kind of meditating on this a bit this morning. Um, I really want to create a life for myself that where I have the freedom to really roam the earth and spread, spread all the findings that I've had all, all of, all of the, insights and all of the wisdom that I've gained and where I can just go and spread a vibration of expansiveness and love mm -hmm. everywhere I go. And however that looks, I want to do a lot of different things. I definitely intend on starting a podcast of my own Yay! within the next year. So I'm settled in Austin. I definitely am going to set up a, an area of my home to do that in a little studio, definitely going to get back into music for the same thing. I love to express myself verbally, whether that be through speaking, through music, through collaborating with others in that way. I'm all about that. Um, I definitely want to create, obviously continue with my one-on-one -on -one coaching mm. eventually down the road. I want to do retreats. I want to do some bigger group things that really engage more people. And I just want to spend a lot of time traveling and growing and learning and expanding and really seeing where that takes me. There's mm -hmm. so many things on my list that I would say, you know, I want to do this before I die. I want to do that before I die. But I realized that as long as I'm keeping myself in this flow of a life, like having a life where I don't need to worry about, you know, making X amount of dollars or whatever, like here I am, everything's set. I more or less have my systems in place. Now I can just dedicate all my energy to traveling, to coaching the clients that I most want to work with and creating the programs I want to create and creating whatever I want to create. It could be, I might do a feature film. I might do, I might like, you know, start a nonprofit or, or join one and, and do these sorts of things. There's so many, again, manifesting generator over here. I want to do all the things. It's really about doing what my soul feels most called to do in that moment and having the freedom to be able to do that. That sounds like a goddamn beautiful dream.
<laughs> and what do you do um, for fun, like when you're not learning and growing and working? Um, so honestly, like that's the thing I'm kind of getting back into because I would say for the last year, my play has fallen off. Mm. I used to always be just like, like in LA, for example, even when I had that stressful lifestyle that I had, I made time for fun. I would go to dance classes. I would just have little breaks where I would play little games on my computer, on my Oculus. Oh, and um, I like to do stuff like that. I like, I like the virtual reality. I'm a fan of that. I like to just sometimes just go out in nature and like explore, see what I find, like literally just go down trails and see what animals and critters I might encounter. I like to travel. I like to check out new restaurants, check out new activities. And that's part of why I'm excited to move because where I'm living right now in the suburbs, like I'm not in Chicago. I'm not in the city. I'm actually quite a ways away. So around here, there's not that many fun activities for adults. They don't even have a hip hop class for adults out here. Whoa. Only for kids. So I, <laughs> I was a little heartbroken when I discovered that. So um, we're definitely getting back into that. I know I had to take a certain amount of time to kind of go back into my cocoon and mm. do the necessary healing work. And that's always going to continue, of course, lifelong journey and all. Yeah. But I think it's time we started shaking it up again and playing around a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I feel you. I'm like, what do people do for fun? I turned all of my hobbies into like businesses. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know, literally. I, but you know, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, you're fine. I was just gonna say we're so conditioned to do that. I feel like yeah a hundred percent it's yeah definitely like capitalism that's done that to us and then it's like try and make money and then you, then you've got all of the like you can make money from your hobbies on tiktok so even then it's like being conditioned but it's fine I, and some of the stuff you were naming i was like oh yeah they're hobbies i do those i like restaurants and nature and you know drawing and things so it's that uh, you know petting my unicorn <laughs> um, yeah collecting collecting cute items like that for sure Little friends to have around the home. Little friends, my anxiety oh. unicorn. What have you got? <gasps> I have a little. He he is a backpack and he has a backpack. <laughs> oh my god, I want one. Oh my gosh, I can actually. Well, my friend in LA made this for me. She's really talented. Her name is JoJo, and she does all these custom items like she'll make she she actually makes these and then has them like super decked out and they'll be wearing like harnesses and like <gasps> their eyes are all crazy and stuff i just wanted like a plain one for me but she does really interesting things she'll make like she'll take your jeans she'll take your shoes and she'll make them look like fucking psycho like one of a kind so cool pimped out amazing oh, yeah stuff so I fucking love that Gojo's custom apparel custom apparel brand everyone get on that that's amazing um i love it and what would you say on a separate note is like what is something that people don't know about you what is something that people don't know about me um let me think of a good one oh, something people i don't know about me i have to think about that there's a lot of things that people don't know about me um Oh, I guess one thing people probably wouldn't know about me from looking at me, I'm just seeing all the pink on the screen, is I actually have a really tomboyish side. I, when I grew up, I was super, super tomboy. I was super athletic. I got in a bunch of fights. 
I beat people's, I beat kids' asses. I actually got kicked out of a couple schools for that. I was very physical and I like to express myself physically. So um, that's that Leo Mars conjunct ascendant for you, baby. So uh, (laughs) that was definitely the, um, I, I just had a lot of energy and I didn't know what to do with it, but like, I'm very much a tomboy still. And I actually, now that I think about it, I want to get back more in touch with that side of me, that very outdoorsy. Like I like to go shooting. I like to go skydiving. I like to go like off-roading all kinds of like weird adrenaline activities like that. And, um, yeah, I do have a little scrapper inside of me, (laughs) I guess. That's you would never so guess that no you wouldn't absolutely not but you were saying those things and I'm like we're gonna go skydiving and then we're gonna land in June buggies with our little teddies and then we're gonna like jet off into the motherfucking Austin Texas desert if there is one I don't know if there is one I think there is probably Nevada maybe I think we have yeah they have lakes they have they have a lot of nature out there for sure so wherever it is we're gonna we're gonna land there and do our thing yeah onto a June buggy though it can't be onto the ground you gotta skydive into the motherfucking buggy of course. Otherwise, what the fuck are you even doing? Like, go home. It's, yeah, go hard or go home. Go boogie or go home. Mm-hmm. Go boogie, go home, baby. Go boogie, go home. And what is something that you wish more people knew about you? I wish more people knew that I am not what has happened to me. And I would mm-hmm. say I wish more people knew that about themselves and about just others in general. Because a lot of times I I definitely sense a dynamic shift when I meet somebody and they see me as this, you know, I'm vibrant. I have, I like to dress up very intricately and I'm very outgoing. I'm very confident. So people have this image of me and then they, it almost seems like certain people that they, they hold me in this higher esteem because of these kind of honestly shallow indicators. Mm-hmm. And then once they I open up and I talk about the fact that I've been through trauma and like I have been in abusive relationships. I've been in narcissistic abusive relationships. I've I've been taken advantage of. They I sense that that's the you know energy shift I pick up on. Like they look at me differently. They either see me as they see me as a different person. Maybe they feel sorry for me. Maybe they see me as less capable. I mean, I've been told these things in plain terms. And other times people maybe they still respect me, but they see me from like a darker lens. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I think unfortunately a lot of people tend to do this to themselves. We do it to, to uh, others and to ourselves where we kind of define people by the worst of what's happened to them. And it could either be, Oh wow, that person's a weak person or a sucker or whatever, or, Oh wow, that person's so strong and yeah. they've been through so much. Well, they're yeah they are strong but that's not all they are they're also vibrant and fun and goofy and juicy and loving and calm and exciting and all of the above like you are not what has happened to you you are who you choose to show up as and that changes all the time you're not even gonna be that same person your whole life but i guess to answer your question I am not what has happened to me. So if you've listened to this podcast all the way through and you're like, wow, this girl's had a really rough life. It hasn't been all rough. It hasn't been all great. It's been a fucking human experience. Mm. And that's that. That's that. Exactly. That's beautiful. And for those that are going through that rough experience at the moment, do you have like any sort of like best healing tips for people like for me I'm always like go to fucking kinesiology. It'll change your life. Take mushrooms. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a version of that? Definitely mushrooms. I'm a huge psychedelic proponent, 
especially more. I mean, I've had experiences with different types, but for me, mushrooms has been the most rewarding and more most spiritually connecting and fulfilling. So definitely, man, definitely mushrooms. I would say find time to meditate and you don't have to be sitting still to meditate. You can meditate while walking. Walking meditation is a thing. And I've done it quite a bit because I sometimes I just can't bring myself to sit still. I have way too much energy. So <laughs> I will go outside and I will go into a little trance and meditate and do my thing. Mm. Um, you can always find, no matter how chaotic and unpredictable your life may be, you can find those little slices of time to recenter yourself. And the last tip that I would say, uh, it's very simple and it's not some interesting modality, but it's really just mind the way that you speak to yourself and show yourself compassion when you're going through the shit. Because a lot of times for me, it's not even the experience of what's happened to me, but it's more what I've made it mean about me and what I've taken it to mean that has made it more painful. Yeah. It's not the actual act of what the person did, but more how I let that change how I see myself. And if you are going, if you're someone that's been through a lot, chances are your self-talk is going to be shit. You're probably so hard on yourself. You have the worst inner critic. And that's because other people have spoken that way to you. And it's so important for you to become conscious of the fact that that's actually not you. That's not your voice. That's an outside bit of programming that you have. This, and it's, it's not a one-time thing. It takes time, but you have the choice and you have the ability to take it out and to detached from that narrative. So mind the way you speak to yourself because that's going to change everything. Ah, yeah. So fucking true, isn't it? Like, and it takes us so long to get that right. So amazing advice. And finally, where can people find you? What are you offering at the moment? How do you work with people? All of that jazz. Awesome. So my Instagram is ashtranscends, A-S-H- transcends and my tiktok which i am currently about to start posting a lot more on again i miss tiktok um yes. it's the same ash transcends but there's an underscore so ash underscore transcends mm -hmm. on there that's where i'm most active instagram i'm very active on and i'm currently accepting just a few one-on-one -on -one clients i would say i don't think i can do more than two at the moment two one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one clients if you are Expand your life, expand your definition of who you are, embrace your inner weirdo, embrace your inner creator, creatrix. If you want to learn more about, if you want to be initiated more into your own spirituality, because that's something I really specialize in is kind of being that first contact, that initiation. I love to teach people these these first levels of things. So if you're interested in really taking that plunge and if you feel ready to expand your vision of everything and you think that the mundane is not all there is, but that's kind of all you've known and you want to step more into the world of magic. I'm here for you. I got you. My books are open just for a couple of people. And I also am taking clients for natal chart readings as well. I have a little bit more flexibility with that. So if you're interested in getting a beautiful, in-depth, uh, exciting, activating chart reading, I got you. I got you. And it's beginners through advanced, whatever your level is, I can share my findings in a way that is accessible to your level of knowledge. 
Oh my God, amazing. I might have to do all of the above. That sounds so good. I know our community is going to love that. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your journey so honestly and vulnerably. I think you are so admirable. I already was obsessed with you and your content and just like your journey. And now I'm like doubly obsessed. So like, hi, new friends. Ah, I love it. Yes, let's be spiritual besties for real. I am all about it. We are definitely kindred spirits. I'm so glad that we've crossed paths. And this is why I, and I always fucking say this, I don't care what anybody says, the internet and social media are a godsend. Because how else, how the fuck else are we going to do this paradigm shift and connect with these beautiful souls all around the world without any physical contact? This is what it's all about. This is what it's here for. So I'm so glad that I've been able to have this chat here with you thanks to the technology of Zoom and the technology of our computers and the internet and everything. So thank you so much. It's been beautiful. And I am definitely looking forward to this uh, musical that you're putting together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lol. I'll, I'll let you know. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to stop yeah. record now. Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to goddamn episode two. She is committed. She's in for two episodes. This is good. I'm not going to be flaky with this podcast, guys. I'm in it. This is the one. This is it. Yes, let's go. It's like I was dating around with podcasts and I was trying to find like the one. The Betty show, wasn't it? Woo woo, wasn't it? Combining the two? into universe of betty that was goddamn it that was it it's sexy i feel great i feel lit up like a motherfucking christmas tree on steroids in the galaxy like its own solar system yes with all the baubles as planets around me <laughs> not that i'm the center of the galaxy the christmas tree is go with me it's an analogy so life has been pretty interesting recently I have been working on my second book. I never thought that I would be writing spiritual books, FYI. I thought, like I said, maybe it'd be like, you know, sci-fi books. have loved sci-fi, Star Wars, etc. my whole life. But then my life turned into sci-fi because then I started, you know, seeing the intergalactic beings and learning about our galactic history and war. And I was like... These films were actually based on things that are happening out there. So I guess in some ways I am still, I am writing sci-fi, but it should be called sci-non-fi because it's science non-fiction. Oh, do you see what I did there? I'm going to trademark that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so here I am lying on my bed again, talking into a phone with a cup of tea. If this is not the way to do a fucking podcast... I don't know what there is. I don't know what else there is in life apart from being a spikely Christmas tree and fuck knows where in the universe. Bling, bling. So yes, I've been researching my new book. If you haven't read my last one, it's called What the F is Happening to Me? Your Modern Guide to a Spiritual Awakening. And it's all about the things that you need to know in a spiritual awakening. I've been told it's very detailed. I thought it was quite top line. (laughs) Um, But you can get it from Amazon. I self-published it. Got to keep it independent. And I'm really proud of it. I wasn't straight away. It took me a little moment to be okay with people reading about my life and then 
sharing tips on this crazy journey that's a spiritual awakening because you often feel really alone. You are seeing like all the lies that have been told to us by the government. You start seeing the truth about your soul, the universe, your place in the world. But there's a lot of grieving that happens. And then there's all of this weird shit that starts happening, like seeing ghosts and entities and actually knowing that that was real. And you are like, who the fucking hell do I speak to about this? That's what I went through in the last four years. Now I'd been seeing spirits, like I've told you for since I was like four. And I'm going to, again, tell you the story of that another time. But this book really was my take on what I needed to know. So yeah, you can purchase it. And in exciting news, I've also launched or I'm launching a six-week course. Again, same name, What the F is Happening to Me. And I will literally coach you so you get access to me, not just through a book. And I'm going to coach you in a group on how to find your purpose after a spiritual awakening, how to work on your psychic gifts, how to deal with trauma energy healing. I'll do energy healing on you because I'm a trained Reiki practitioner. Um, It's going to be really good. It's some of my proudest work yet and it's based on the book, but it goes way more in depth. And to be honest, it's worth thousands, but I'm giving it away literally because I want to give back. And you can get it on early bird today, which is the 20th of June. It's the last day for early bird. You can get it for £333 because numerology and it goes up to five, five, five pounds tomorrow from the 21st. Either way, I think you're winning because honestly, this stuff took me years to learn and I'm giving it away for a few hundred and you get lifetime access to this course. So I'd love to see you on there. People are signing up already. Please join us. You'll make new friends. So yeah, that's a little bit about that. So I've been working on that as well. And I'm really excited for today's episode because it is an interview with a new friend of mine who I just absolutely obsessed with. She's amazing. She's called Ashley Aurora. I'm gonna I'll like hook you up with an intro in the actual podcast, but I just love her approach to life. And basically she was like a pop star on the rise. She gave it all up and she learned astrology and now she's become a spiritual life coach and she is powerful. Like her story is so powerful. So tune in, let me know what you think. And you can connect with me on universeofbetty.com, see my coaching, all my courses on there. Let's get into it. And there you go. That is another episode of Cosmic Everything. Thank you so much for joining me. It was amazing to hang out with you in the cosmos. If you want to continue hanging, you can follow us at The Cosmic Co on TikTok, The Cosmic Co underscore on Instagram. And you can also book me for readings, including how to manifest with astrology, a report just for you based on your birth chart, or a psychic reading, or even messages from your spirit guide so if you need any help with any of that get in touch and let's hang out there too in the astral okay i'll see you soon